Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Chapter by Chapter, a podcast where we cover a variety of games from a variety of genres over a variety of areas. I'm your resident podcaster, Ethan, and we're joined by our Kingdom Hearts expert, Carlos. So, last time we visited Wonderland, uh, based on the order we are going in, that is your final world in sort of like the opening area of the game. So, now you have to go back to Traverse Town for your second visit. Yes, so, um... Whether you uh, complete uh, Wonderland or Deep Jungle second, um, and you have these two new gummy pieces, um, there's a short little cutscene um, between Sword Donald and Goofy uh, where it says, hey, we got these new gummy pieces. Uh, we don't know what they do. Um, and the game pretty much tells you to, oh, let's go back to Traverse Town um, and let's talk to Leon. He'll know what. Um, he'll know what to do from here. Um, so you end up going back to Traverse Town, um, and Yuffie is, um, right out in the first district next to the mailbox. You talk to Yuffie, um, and she's pretty much, you know, she pretty much tells you where Leon is. Um, you know, Leon can be found, um, in the secret waterway, um, that's only available through um the back alley um so once you get to the back alley you see that the secret waterway area is blocked off um by a red trinity mark um so um you actually i forgot to mention this um in the deep jungle episode you actually get the ability um to um use um and um not destroy i'm just gonna say (laughs) use um use the red trinity marks now um and it uh it pretty much gives you a new um cutscene. it uh i think it's i think the red is called smash or bash or something like that um pretty much what red trinity marks the cutscene that shows it's uh uh donald sora and goofy in that order um pretty much ramming their shoulders into whatever is blocking their way um so for here you see uh, Donald, Sora, and Goofy ram their shoulders um, into the metal bars, and <laughs> somehow the power of the three of them breaks metal bars. Well, not only metal bars, I'm pretty sure like, later on in the game they like break plaques, well I know they break plaques of wood, uh, they break statues, so uh, they pretty much do anything. Yeah, the wood makes more sense than metal bars or statues, but you know what, I'm not gonna complain. Uh-huh. That. That's how the game wants me to progress. I'll do it. Um, so you gain access to the secret waterway. Um, it's just another area um, that is uh, clear partless. Um, <clears throat> and you see Leon uh, swinging his gun blade around. Um, and Aerith's there too, just watching him for some reason. Um, so you talk to Leon, um, you know, and he says, oh, you have those two uh, gummy pieces. Why don't you go talk to Sid about them? Um, Sid should know exactly what they're used for. Um, and then if you um, talk to Leon again, he gives you um, it, uh, this item called the Earthshine. Yeah. Um, 
So um, he says it was a lucky stone that he always carried around with him. Um, you know, he wants us to have it for whatever reason. Um, so we go back, we leave the secret waterway, um, and we go back to the uh, first district, and we go into the accessory shop, and we talk to Sid, um, and he goes oh, I know exactly what these are. These are warp gummies. He goes, you guys are using a gummy ship and you don't even know what the different gummies are. Yeah. And Sora's just like, uh, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> um, so he says he'll put the warp gummies onto our gummy ship uh, for us if we deliver a book for him. Um, the book has to go um, back to Merlin uh, because Merlin asked Sid to uh, rebind the book for him. Um, because when Merlin found it, it was all tattered and in uh, pieces. So now that the book is rebound, um, it's time to give it back to Merlin. Uh, so when you, <clears throat> you can obviously use the shortcut to get through the um, third district, go to Merlin's house that way. Yeah. Or if you don't want to bother with walking at all, you can use the save point, go back out to the world selection screen. And if you have already been uh, to Merlin's house, you can just access Merlin's house um from the uh world select menu from where you're gonna arrive into the world um it's a little quicker um if you don't want to run into any heartless um you can do it that way um but once you arrive at merlin's house um you know you speak to merlin he goes oh this is the book i asked sid to bind um you know it's actually a storybook that i found um why don't you um why don't you go into uh, the book sometime and see what's going on. Um, Merlin, Merlin's magic will allow you to enter the book, um, you know, and see what's going on. Um, if you choose to go into the book right now at this moment to see what it is, um, you're actually going to pop into the Hungry Acre Wood. Um, so you're going to hang out with Winnie the Pooh and his friends. Yeah. Um, right now, we're not going to discuss that because there is a whole mechanic um, with the acre wood that is revealed um in a later world yeah uh, um what, so once you oh yeah I, i'll just go over like what our plans are for the hundred acre wood just now uh so concerning the hundred acre wood the idea is it's it's like a disney world but it is separated into uh various sections and to unlock a new section you need items called torn pages uh there aren't any torn pages in the first four worlds. Uh, your first torn page will sort of be in one of the later worlds. We'll obviously cover that when we get to it. But what we're planning to do is we're planning to do the 100 Acre Wood at just after the point where you should have all of the pages so we can do it all in one sitting. Yeah, it makes more sense than, you know, every time we get a new page, we go jump back, back and forth, back and forth, getting the pages. Um, I feel like everyone would be lost if they're, um, you know, uh, listening to the these episodes here in succession or just randomly picking up on a random episode. They might be like, well, why are you talking about the 100 Acre Wood now? Yeah, exactly. And in regards to flow, it would really be a good flow if it was like... Okay, so we're in this world. Da, 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 da. Uh, here's a here's a torn page. So we're going. So we're going to jump over to the hundred acre wood right now, 
uh, and that would just sort of ruin the entire flow of the world and stuff like that. And you're not <laughs> going to do, and you're not going to do that naturally. So, and people will obviously have uh, different ways of playing through it. They might get a torn page and then exit the world on the next opportunity. Uh, they might wait until after the world. They might wait until they have all of the pieces. So we're just going to do it after you get all of the pieces. Um, so regardless, um, you know, the, the book to access, uh, the hundred acre wood is going to be, um, in Merlin's house, um, from this point on. Um, and then Merlin also sees that we have, um, the earth shine stone, um, in our possession. And he goes, oh, in regards to that stone, uh, you should talk to the fairy godmother about that. Um, so we go ahead and we talk to the fairy godmother um, and she goes, she pretty much uh, emphasizes that um, these, there are going to be various um, stones uh, scattered across the world. Um, and what, it, what the stones are, are they are uh, spirits um, of uh, powerful uh, characters, Disney characters whose worlds were, de were destroyed um, but whose souls and spirits were strong enough to not be affected by the darkness. Um, so instead, they turned into these stones um, for us to now find. Um, and what the fairy godmother does for us is she is able to unlock the power of the stone. Um, mm -hmm. And we are now able to access summons um, in battle. So this first, um, the first one we get uh, from the Earth Shine. Um, it is actually Simba um, from the Lion King movies. Um, and as a first uh, summon, Simba is actually very powerful. Um, what the mechanic is to utilize a summon in battle, um, you need to have uh, two party members. It does not matter who they are. Um, they both need to be um, able to fight so one of them can't be knocked out. Yeah. Um, so what you do is you, uh, access summon from your little, uh, you know, uh, heads up display. Um, and since we only have Simba for now, we can access Simba in battle. Uh -huh. Um, there is a neat, um, animation that is unique for each summon. Um, so what it is, is we, um, for Simba, we, you know, drag Keyblade across the ground, um, a puff of, uh, smoke comes up. We see the silhouette of Simba coming in through the smoke, uh, you know, puts his paw down, he roars. There's a nice picture of him on Pride Rock. Um, mm -hmm. And then now we can use Simba in battle. Um, so what Simba does for us is uh, what we do, he has a charge gauge. Um, so what we do is if we charge up uh, this gauge, um, it pretty much affects um, how powerful uh, Simba's attack is going to be. Um, so we charge it up. Um, and uh, the attack actually has a whole, um, it affects the whole area. Um, so it doesn't matter where you're located in uh, relation to um, the Heartless or whoever you happen to be fighting at the time. Um, you let Simba roar if he's going to damage anything um, in the arena. Um, Simba is a great um, early game uh, summon, especially if you find yourself um, surrounded by Heartless, and you need to clear them out um, pretty quickly. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, Simba, a good summon, I suppose, then? Uh, Simba is not... Simba is good for now in the game. However, the later summons that you get um, could outclass um, Simba. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, obviously we'll compare summons and get to like which summons is the best uh later on in the game so you come out from delivering the book uh you find a bunch of heartless in uh the third district you prepare to fight them but then they are cut down by riku with his weapon the soul eater so this is sora's first time seeing riku since Obviously, all of that stuff happened on Destiny Islands. Uh, so Riku said, so Sora's like, Riku, is that really you? And then he starts, like, pitching into, like, making sure he isn't dreaming, and Riku's just like, cut that out. Uh, so they have, like, a wee catch-up, and neither of them know where Kyrie is. Uh, Sora sort of explains his situation to them about how he's been looking for them. Riku just sort of brushes it off, being like, huh, really? I would have never noticed. Uh, sort of signifying, uh... Riku perhaps knows more than he's letting on. Uh, so Sora says, Oh, do you want to come with us? We've got this rocket. We can go to other worlds. And Donald then says, like, quite selfishly and quite coldly, No, he can't come. Forget it. Uh, and Sora just, like, pleased with him. Well, come on. He's my best friend. Please let him come with us. Uh, then, like, while Goofy's watching the argument, he looks away. Then when he looks back, Riku has disappeared. Uh, Sora sort of berates Donald, saying, oh, thanks for driving him off, but at least he knows he's okay, so Sora takes solace in that. But then you head up to the house in the third district where you meet and talk with the, uh, Final Fantasy characters who are all there. Uh, they start, uh, they start doing a talk about, uh, they start to talk about Maleficent. Uh, this is the first time Sora Donald and Goofy have heard of Maleficent. Obviously, we know of Maleficent's presence. Uh, we've been covering her. Uh, so they're like, who's Maleficent? And they say, and they tell Sora about how she's a witch. She's the one who's responsible for all of the heartless being in every world. Uh, which isn't actually true, but we'll get onto that later. Uh, so, they basically say how Maleficent destroyed their home world about ten years ago. They fled to Traverse Town in Sid's ship. Uh, they say about how their world was ruled by a wise man named Ansem. Uh, he did a detailed report. He spent his life studying the Heartless, uh, and they believe that Maleficent has the report. So now you have like a new objective to get the report pages from Maleficent and her cronies. But while you're having this discussion, something quite interesting is happening outside. Uh, Riku's outside watching you having that discussion with Maleficent right next to him, uh, saying about how... Oh, it's just as I told you, while you were away trying to find your dear friend, he just simply replaced you. 
so Maleficent sort of drives this narrative of Sora doesn't really care about you. He doesn't care about you or Kyrie. Why isn't he out looking for her? He's just with these two bumbling idiots. Uh, so why should you care about him? Why don't you come with me? I'll help you. I'll put you first. I'll help you find what you're searching for. So this is sort of like Riku getting drawn into the darkness, uh, this being Maleficent's offer of darkness. Uh, she's sort of disguising it as a way to sort of help uh, Riku get what he wants, which is to find Kairi. Uh, so Maleficent is sort of using that to her advantage. But as it goes on, we'll sort of see Riku's goals shift and Maleficent isn't promising anything for free. Uh, Riku needs to do something before she'll help him. But we'll get to that when that comes up. But after that cutscene, the guys all go off and do their separate things. And there's some information they have for you about what's going on in Traverse Town. Yeah, so once you get, um, you know, through those cutscenes and you're... Um you know, back um, in sort of regular play. There's a short little, um, <clears throat> you know, discussion between yourself and the Final Fantasy characters, um, you know, and they pretty much say, oh, why don't you go check out um, the big clock tower on top of the gizmo shop? And, uh, you know, there's sort of this rumor around Traverse Town that um, if you ring the bell three times, um, something something will happen whether it's good or bad something will happen yeah. um so um immediately you know Sora's like oh yeah i can check it out um oddly enough you can leave traverse town at this point um and continue visiting other worlds um now that the warp gummy is actually on the ship you can go ahead and um visit the new worlds we're not gonna do that right now we're yeah. gonna go um and see what's up with this uh, clock tower and the bell. Um, so we make our way uh, back to the second district um, through the gizmo shop. Um, and now we see that there's a ladder next to the door. So we climb the ladder up, um, gives us access to the top of the gizmo shop. Um, here we have to fight a few heartless to get, um, to get through and clear the area. Um, and then we are actually able to um, get access to the bell through another red trinity mark so we see the cute little cutscene of them throwing their shoulders into the wood breaking the wood and now we can ring the bell three times um so there's a short cutscene every time you ring the bell um the mural that's on the fountain in the second district rotates and changes um so by the third ring the mural changes again um and it actually reveals the keyhole for traverse town um so you didn't have to do anything crazy. You're like, oh, hey, this is great. Um, free keyhole. So you jump down from the roof of the gizmo shop. You start walking through the keyhole. Um, and none other than guard armor comes back. Uh, the first heartless you fought um, as your first boss comes back. And he you know, wants to defend the keyhole. <laughs> um, so you go through. Um, you very easily overpower guard armor. Um, and then, you know, you're wailing guard armor and then something happens when you get, um, you know, about halfway through to his health bar. Um, so what happens is that the guard armor, you know, reassembles all his pieces. And then what happens is he, uh, drops the, uh, piece of armor that was blocking his face, uh, from the headpiece. So he 
drops his head and then all of the um <clears throat> all of his armor pieces rearrange themselves um so and then they he pretty much flips upside down um so his the feet become his arms and his arms are now floating below him acting sort of as legs um and now you're faced with a new heartless aptly named opposite armor um so from here you have to fight um opposite armor um the attacks are very similar um to the first time you fight guard armor um but obviously he is more powerful he has um quite a lot quite a lot a bit more health um but at this point in the game you are also more powerful yeah um with your equipment and abilities and everything um so once you go ahead and trounce uh opposite armor for the second time you can go ahead and seal the keyhole um to traverse town yeah uh so, and like you said, uh, guard armor is much stronger now, but obviously you've al already fought a trio of bosses at this point, so you will be struggling, you will have abilities. Uh, similar sort of mechanic-wise to the first fight, take out his feet and arms, which are opposite. But no, that'll be Traverse Town sealed somewhat. Uh sealed in regards to the keyhole uh but no so that's sort of like in terms of like a solid sort of story and progression in traverse town that's it done and it is just extras at this point uh so what do we do next um so from here now that we've sealed the keyhole to traverse town um you know we're actually able to um go through and um visit the new set of worlds. Um, however, it's always recommended to stock up before you do. Yeah. Um, however, uh, there's actually a uh, kind of a, a secret cutscene if you do. Um, if you go into the accessory shop, um, you find this little wooden puppet hunched over the corner with an item next to him. Mm -hmm. um, and if you approach the puppet, um, Jiminy comes up and he goes, oh, Pinocchio, is that you? And Pinocchio's like, oh, hey, Jiminy, what's up? I, you know, long time no see, I missed you. And then Jiminy goes, uh, hey, Pinocchio, did you steal that item? And he goes, uh, no, I didn't. And his nose grows. Yeah. And, you know, Jiminy pretty much reminds Pinocchio um, of the deal that they had made um, with the Blue Fairy. It pretty much, you know, reminds him that says, yeah. hey, Pinocchio, you can't lie. You can't, you know, pretty much do anything bad or else your nose is going to grow and people are going to know. And Pinocchio's just like, oh, okay, Jiminy, thanks for reminding me. His nose goes back to normal. Um, and then that's seemingly all you see of Pinocchio for the time being. Um, but after you stocked up, um, you know, gotten some more healing items, new equipment for Donald <laughs> and Goofy, um, and accessories if you can afford it, um, you are able to leave Chambers Town once again um, and visit the new set of worlds that are available. Yep, uh, so this is uh, this is your second set of worlds and like arguably your last set of worlds. Uh, you There are more worlds past this, but they are sort of unlocked on a one by one basis. Uh, so you have a total of one, two, three, four, five. You have a total of five worlds in this sort of cycle now. So it is a lot more compared to the sort of four that you start off with. So 
in this cycle of worlds, you have Agrabah, which is based on the movie Aladdin. You have Monstro, which is based on the movie Pinocchio, and that's sort of where Pinocchio will come into play later. Uh, you then, after Monstro, you have Atlantica, which is based off of the Little Mermaid. Uh, after Atlantica, you're at Neverland, which mm. is based off of Peter Pan. And then finally, you have Halloween Town, which is based off of The Nightmare Before Christmas. I've actually seen all of these films, so I will actually know a lot about them when we get to them, which will be in our next episode, in which we'll start off with Agrabah. Uh, like before, there are two routes you can take with these worlds. You can go to... You always start off in Agrabah. But you have the option to then go to... So you can go from Agrabah, you can go up to Halloween Town, then Neverland, then Atlantica, then Monstro, then you're done. Or you can go Monstro, Atlantica, Neverland, Halloween Town. We're going to go in the order of uh, Agrabah, Al Agrabah, Monstro, Atlantica, Neverland, and Halloween Town, just because... Personally, I feel from a narrative sort of sense, it makes sense. Uh, I feel like that's the order they're meant to be played in, as well mm. as in a sort of level and mm. progression system. Yeah, so the second worlds are, um, you know, obviously since it's your new set of worlds, you're more familiar with the game um, and how the game mechanics work. Um, you are, uh, the second set of worlds are um, going to be a little bit more difficult, um, you know, for talking gameplay wise. Um, but there is also a lot of uh, story elements that get revealed to the player um, in this um, in these second set of worlds. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm actually very excited to jump into um, the sort of middle part of the game. It's where a lot of the plot happens, um, a lot of character development occurs, um, and there's just so much revealed to the player through these. Um, you know, new new worlds um, that, you know, just kind of, you know, gets them ready for the end game and what happens after. Um, it's actually, these set of worlds are actually my favorite part of the game um, because there's just so much that happens and there's, um, you know, there's a lot of good um, boss fights and middle boss fights, mid bosses, um, you know, in these worlds um, that, you know, there's just, there's so many different paths to take there's so many things that can happen in the different worlds depending on where you go and what happens. Um, so it's just, it, it's a great part of the game to talk about. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, like I say, uh, what we're planning to do episode-wise, because like you said, there's a lot more plot elements and the worlds are generally longer. Uh, we're going to see how it goes, but episode-wise, we might break it down so we'll do a world in two episodes or we might do a world in a part of a world and like... A world and a part of a world over two episodes uh we're going to just see how it goes and roll with it uh we haven't like this is obviously our first kingdom hearts game uh, overall in the podcast this is season two so again still finding our feet etc and obviously i'm the only one uh doing it 
like, consistently, so it is a case to get used to it, but we hope you'll be patient and bear with us as we find our feet, because we do hope to deliver good stuff. But, uh, I think that's a good point to end on. Uh, do you want to plug your Twitch and YouTube before you go? Oh, yeah, I would love to. Um, so I uh, regularly stream over on Twitch. Um, obviously, I'm replaying um, Kingdom Hearts 1 um, for um, these episodes or this season of the podcast. However, mm -hmm. depending on when these episodes release, I might be either finishing up um, the first Kingdom Hearts game, playing a new uh, game in the Kingdom Hearts series or something different entirely. Um, so if you're interested, come on over and watch. Um, my Twitch is twitch.tv backslash the 1825. Um, and if you are unable to catch the streams live, um, I always upload uh, my streams over on YouTube along with other projects that I've done. Um, so you can give me a follow on there. My YouTube is youtube.com backslash the 1825. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of chapter by chapter uh we hope to see you again next time uh releasing weekly on apple Podcasts, spotify and youtube uh we have a patreon which will be in the description on all platforms if you enter into one of our higher tiers on the patreon you can have a chance to win an original copy of Kingdom Hearts 1, uh, that will also be open to, uh, the 